Do you want to maximize your success with NCUA? Join Mark Trichel as he shares with you the insider's view on passing your exam with Flying Colors. The With Flying Colors podcast is sponsored by Credit Union Exam Solutions by Mark Trichel. If you would like to work directly with the Credit Union Exam Solutions team and receive support to optimize your results with NCUA so you save time and money, visit us at marktrichel.com to find out more. Hey, everyone. This is Mark Trichel with another episode of With Flying Colors. I'm glad that you're here listening today. And today, it's just me, and I'm going to talk about NCUA's budget for 2023, at least my take on NCUA's budget so far. So I've had a few clients that have asked me my thoughts on NCUA's budget justification, which came out, I think, two weeks ago now. And I'm recording this on October 13th. And Next Wednesday, NCUA has a public budget briefing on their budget, a briefing or hearing, depending on who you listen to, that NCUA is required to have because your trade groups, CUNA and or NAFQ, lobbied effectively to get the Federal Credit Union Act changed so that NCUA would have a briefing before they made their budget final. Now, as an aside, that's a requirement that exists for NCUA that does not exist for FDIC, does not exist for the Federal Reserve, does not exist for any other independent financial uh, regulator in the United States. And I point that out mostly to point out that you have very effective lobby lobbyists at NAFQ and CUNA that were able to get this slotted into the Federal Credit Union Act. Now, that being said, I think it, it can be a productive process, and NCUA is extremely transparent. And despite the fact that that the trades and individual credit unions that may testify will say that NCUA is not transparent. Matter of fact, this is a 100-page document. You'll get a 100-page more before they finalize the budget. And if you compare that to what the other financial regulators come out with, which is minimal, and then when it's minimal, they end up issuing it and they don't put it prominently on their webpage like NCUA does. Again, when I was at NCUA, I was really involved in the budget. I think it's one of the finest things that NCUA puts forward from the bottom to the top. And the board takes it serious and they take this briefing serious. I've heard that they they may be shifting where they have the briefing from the boardroom level down to their new training level on the first ground. And I've heard that possibly they may take questions from the crowd, which could get interesting. And that's, again, that's adding to the level of transparency that NCUA has at the leadership of this board of directors, which which will be interesting. I won't be able to attend this one. I'm not in Virginia next week, but it's definitely going to be much watch TV and I'll have follow-ups on it. I'm reminded of a couple quotes. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And the flip side of that, which is uh, allegedly stated by Mae West, if you don't have anything nice to say, come and sit next to me. Now, in between those two things is where comments on the budget should land. And again, your trades are very effective at coming out and making broad statements about the fact that the number of credit unions are down, therefore NCUA's budget should go down. Some individual CEOs have come out and said, some to me some odd things about the travel should you shouldn't have to go on site to do exams which ncua has had less of a footprint because of the pandemic but ncua's budget the last two years basically they had one year two years back it went down 1.7 percent last year it went up one point 
8%. And this year, they're proposing an increase of less than 10%. Somewhere between the 8 and 10% ratio is where it's going to land. Ultimately, maybe they'll carve out a little bit more. But the takeaway there is, in my opinion, that the increase in NCUA's budget is less than inflation. And when they had two very lean years, and then they're following up that with a year where the increase NCUA is asking for is less than inflation, I think that's eminently reasonable. Now, I also think it's important that your trade groups get out there and say what they're saying, because another quote is, if you give an inch, they'll take a foot. So CUNA and NAFQ are very effective at communicating that NCUA's budget should be controlled. And that does, those statements by your your representatives does make NCUA take a very sharpened pencil to that, to their budget. And it does, I think, help keep some pressure on NCUA to not increase their budget aggressively. Now, there'll be statements that they'll make that are general. Generally speaking, there's not a lot of meat in what the public provides to NCUA, and there's really not much that can be done. It's very rare that they get a comment that they haven't already thought of. And I know that by opening up the dialogue. They're hoping to get more feedback where they may be able to take some suggestions from the public. Now, it's also uh, likely that when they do go to the final budget, either next month or December, that they will trim something out. Odds are they've probably already identified what that might be since staff came out with their budget two weeks ago. All right. That's a little bit of a general overview on the budget. And I would like to get a little bit into some of the specifics that are in the budget. I'm going to give you a few general thoughts on the budget, my take on my first and second read of it. Again, I think it's a good solid budget, and I think what they're asking for makes sense. I will tell you that when 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 credit unions and the league say there's less credit unions, so NCUA's budget should go down, credit unions get bigger, they get more complex. Just think about all the issues and the changes in technology, all the things that credit union want to do relative to new technology, fintech, electronic payment systems that interact with your systems. And the complexity that you have in your credit union is complexity that NCUA has to examine. Additionally, the FD, if you take the collective budgets of all the banking agencies, which are separated, so NCUA is the regulator and the insurer, for federal credit unions. FDIC and OC all do different things for banks. And the reality is, while there are very similar number of charters of banks as there are credit unions, the collective budgets of the banking regulators is substantially more. Why is that? Because they're bigger. Why is that? Because they're more complex. So the bigger institutions get, the more complex they get, the more that more different nuanced services they're able to provide. And so there is an associated cost with that. In my opinion, the trades will continue to say that and NCUA's budget will continue to grow regardless of small credit unions merging. Lastly, on that topic, one thing you won't hear likely from NCUA is that typically if you took a typically sized credit union and compared it to the amount of supervision hours that credit union receives from NCUA and compared it to what the FDIC uses, it's roughly a third. So if a certain size institution was going to get a thousand hours uh, of exam time from the FDIC, NCUA's time is going to be about 333. They're not going to publicize that, but they are very lean and mean. And so when 
it's the constant drum beating of institutions go away and the budget should go down. It falls on deaf ears because NCUA knows how efficient they are compared to the amount of hours that are spent in like-sized institutions. You could definitely argue that number should go up. It definitely, in my opinion, shouldn't go down. And I think that's NCUA's opinion as well. The other interesting point that may or may not be made, if you take NCUA's budget and look at what the dollars are and compare it to the total expenditures of credit unions in any single year, the amount of NCUA's budget is roughly equivalent or less than the amount of money credit unions spend on director and official training and travel. Think about that. The amount of money that you spend on your credit unions to trade for training and travel exceeds the amount of the cost of the NCUA budget. That's quite a soundbite that I don't believe, again, that NCUA has never made public. It's something that I looked at when I was at NCUA. And to me, the reality is both are a bargain. You need to train your board and you need you need to let them travel to interesting places so that they can get that good training because that tends to be where you can get that good training. But the fact that NCUA's budget costs you less than that is something you should keep in mind when you're looking at whether or not NCUA's budget is reasonable. All right. So that's enough on generalities tied to the budget. And again, I'll get into more when more becomes public after the final budget. But to me, there are a few takeaways that I'll highlight here. So in the 2023 budget, NCUA is adding 20 specialist positions. They're adding some other positions, but the biggest change is that they're adding 20 specialist positions, but the regional budget is only going up by 10 positions because they're eliminating generalist examiners in the amount of 10. So it's 10 staff up and elimination of 10 examiner positions will support adding 20 specialists. Those specialists are a new breed of specialist called the bank secrecy act specialists. So that's something that NCUA has been considering for a while, but they're adding six proposing adding six Bank Secrecy Act specialists. They are also proposing adding eight consumer compliance specialists. This is a new specialist also. They are also proposing adding six supervisory specialists. Now, supervisory specialist is a term I think that was created for this budget because a supervisory specialist is either a supervisory examiner or a director of special actions. Generally speaking, specialists report to directors of special actions. The fact that they aren't just saying directors of special actions here means that I believe NCOA is contemplating having some of the specialists or all of the specialists start to report to both supervisory examiners and or directors of special actions so that if you have a credit union, if you are a credit union in a certain state, that the specialists that you have may actually come from your state and may actually be supervised by your supervisory examiner as opposed to being supervised by the director of special actions. I think that's that's ultimately going to be a good change when it comes in play. But the fact that they didn't call it one or the other right now means I think they're still contemplating where those new supervisors will go and or going to give the regional directors some flexibility there. Now, adding those specialists to a new category that was added in 2022 
they added the regional electronics payment specialists and they added 11 of those in the budget last year. It took them quite a while to get that job announced. And I don't believe they've even hired any of those people. They announced it, I believe, the first vacancies in August, the positions closed in September. So they're probably doing interviews to fill those positions. My point being, you take those 11 specialists plus the additional 20 this year, those are 31 full-time equivalents, FTEs, that are being put into these specialty positions as opposed to generalists. Now, generally speaking, NCUA gets good feedback from credit unions that they like it. When NCUA has these specialists, the specialists are higher graded, they're higher paid, and they're better trained. One of the challenges you can have internally is you want to promote from within and you want to create career ladders up the chain. And sometimes NCUA can have a challenge of hiring too much from within and not from not going outside. So they tend to cannibalize their own staff. Point being, you could end up losing some really good grade 12 examiners that get promoted into these new positions, which would further create challenge challenges to NCUA to becoming fully staffed. I understand that this may come up at the budget, but they have some staffing issues at all levels, just with the great resignation, everybody's dealing with that across the country. And, and of course, NCUA is dealing with that. So these new specialist positions, hopefully some come from outside, some come from inside. And over time, that's the best way for these things to work out. But they do have a lot of new positions in this arena. And I think in addition to that, one of the things I thought might be brought up in this budget, which is absent, is there's no reference to the possibility of having a large credit union program. As I've commented on previously, when they changed the asset threshold from $10 billion to $15 billion on those credit unions that report to the Office of National Exam and Supervision, they indicated those $10 to $15 billion credit unions are going to stay under regional control. However, they will still be required to have the capital stress planning that was originally only required of credit unions that reported to the Office of National Exam and Supervision. They've said publicly at those approvals that the regional staff would be trained by the Office of National Exam and Supervision staff on how to achieve that. That's easier said than done. And in both of those, the proposed rule and the final rule, two board members did indicate that they support a regional large credit union program. I thought there might be something relative to that in this budget. Perhaps they'll talk about it at the table, perhaps not. My guess possibly is they don't want to go down that road yet because of all the other positions that they need to fill and all the other positions that they are creating. And staff may have indicated that that a large credit union program at this juncture may be a bit of a bridge too far. And when the board members did bring it up, they talk about it being in the longer term. So that's something that may be coming down the road. A couple other things from their budget I wanted to mention is along the lines of the Bank Secrecy Act specialists that are being added. What does that mean? It means you can expect to see more robust exams in this area, in my opinion. They talk about the fact that there are, that workload is expected to increase as fintech, digital currency, distributed payments, and the broad range of new requirements associated with the Anti-Money Laundering Act are developed and implemented. So they know they need resources here. Last year, they put in the budget a supervisor in the Office of Examination of Insurance on BSA. This year, they added another supervisor and these new six positions. So you can continue to see 
a more robust exam in that area. Once they get the regional electronic payment systems folks up and running, you can see an increased examination footprint in that area. By the way, NCUA's exam priorities included electronic payment systems as a priority in the letter that they come out with in January of every year. I don't believe NCUA has done a lot on that priority, quite frankly, because they haven't got those positions filled, but that's something that you should see as a priority in 2023, in my opinion as well. Last year in the budget, they increased their Office of Consumer Financial Protection by adding fair lending analysts, increasing that that area by three people. They had a plan of increasing their fair lending exams by 50% from 30 to 45, and their fair lending supervision contacts being increased by 25% from 40 to 50. And so that was last year in the budget. In this year's budget, they have additional fair lending additions. They are adding another two positions, and these two new positions will continue to enhance the NCOA's fair lending function. The additional staff will focus on leading and performing fair lending exams and supervisory contacts and ensuring corrective action when required. So Last year, they added staff here and indicated how many more exams they wanted to do. This year, they added two more staff and they were silent on the number of exams. I'm guessing that they may have not hit their target and may have not got those individuals on board. And they're just committing to put more resources here, which means more exams in number. But again, they're silent on what that number might be for this year. Another interesting item in the budget is a paragraph on 2023 enterprise risk management. And the budget states that NCUA uses an enterprise risk management program to evaluate various factors arising from its operations and activities, both internal to the agency and external to the industry that can impact the agency's performance relative to its mission, vision, and performance outcomes. The NCUA is positioned to accept greater risks in some areas than others, However, the risk appetite establishes boundaries for the agency and its programs. Today, NCUA announced that at their board meeting next Thursday, so October 20th, they are going to have a board item on NCUA's enterprise risk management policy statement. I'm really looking forward to that because, again, they'll be saying more about the procedures and policies that NCUA has in place to relative uh, relative to risks to NCUA, and I'm also bringing this up because when the NCUA board members talked about the possibilities of a large credit union program, they also mentioned that was being studied by the Enterprise Risk Management Council. So it's possible next week they will somehow make a reference to this large credit union program and the enterprise risk management policy statement, or maybe they won't, but at some juncture, I believe they will. It's also quite possible they want to they want to socialize their enterprise risk management policy statement because other things relative to that are going to be announced down the road and they feel it's important if they're going to rely upon things and statements made by the council that they should tell the stakeholders more about the council first. Again, that's pure conjecture on my part, just trying to, again, using the quote from Wayne Gretzky, trying to skate where the puck is going. I think that's where the puck is going. I think it's good that they're talking more about enterprise risk management internally. They have not yet required enterprise risk management 
at credit unions, although I know they appreciate it when large credit unions have it because it shows that a very robust system at NCUA generally looks favorably on credit unions that do have their own enterprise risk management program. All right. So that's a mouthful. I'll have more on the budget down the road, but those specialists are a big ticket item for the budget, but they're a big ticket item on, again, indicating where NCUA is taking the future of the exam program. And they are increasing their travel budget because they're going to be going back into credit unions more frequently. There was discussion by by at least one uh, credit union CEO who believes NCUA should be ready for a virtual exam and not have to go on site and I had a quote, something like data is data, and I uh, wholeheartedly disagree with that. I think NCUA, just like everybody, has learned from the pandemic that some things can be done off-site, but some things do need to be done on-site, and I don't see a full virtual exam being something that any NCUA, quite frankly, has any time soon. And I also had clients who, while they enjoyed NCUA not being on site, it created other issues during the exam as far as communication, and it created other issues as far as while they weren't there, they asked uh, for far more documents. So the preparation time for credit unions can be vastly bigger, or at least in some instances have been vastly bigger, but I digress. All right, so that's it. That's a wrap for uh, my first take on NCUA's budget. I think it's a good budget. I think the fact they came in under uh, inflation is is wise, but I also, I think it shows that they're being very reasonable, particularly in, in light of the fact that there basically was zero growth in the last two years of the budget, which creates a little bit of pent up demand. So it's a good budget. I'm looking forward to seeing if the stakeholders have anything of import to say next week, and of course what the board says, and then ultimately what happens with the budget. And I'll I'll have a future podcast or two on that down the road. I, as always, I appreciate you listening. And this is Mark Treichel signing off with Flying Colors. Thank you for joining us on this episode of With Flying Colors. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to hear future episodes where subject matter experts of all varieties will provide tips on how to achieve success with NCUA. If you would like to learn more about how we assist credit unions, check out our services at marktreichel.com. 